Thursday night, or So we're learning about a hefsek, and arguably what I'm about to say applies to after Almatila Shadaim and before Hamotzi, but uh, maybe Mutafshi Shoygin volume Zidin, so we'll say it applies to between Hamotzi and eating, what I'm about to say. So you'll say, well, between Hamotzi and eating, there's not that much time to um, do the things I'm going to describe that you're not allowed to do between hamotzi and eating. So the answer is, maybe not for the person that's making hamotzi and eating, but to the people, especially at the Shabbos table. So there, between their omen and eating is as chomer as between making hamotzi and eating. And sometimes quite a few seconds can elapse, uh, even more than a few seconds. And so... The post can say, when you're not, in this time frame, when you're not allowed to talk, you're not allowed to hum a tune either. Humming a tune is considered also on that level of hefzik. And you're not allowed to make a sound which has a specific meaning, such as sha or nu. They have specific meanings, and that's like talking. Uh, you also can't do things that are not connected directly to eating. You can't play with the cutlery, fold a napkin, make a sign, pass the salt, pass the soda, pour a drink. These are all things you cannot do between hamotzi and eating or between amen and eating. And arguably you can't do them even just after on the Tilashudayim. Okay, going to the Chavis Halvadis now. We're in the end of Perak Aleph of Shara Precious, which talks about Precious means to abstain, self-denial, self-control. And in Perak Aleph he's talking about the Precious that all the boy Olam have to exhibit, and that's part of life, part of the world that Hashem made. We couldn't survive if there wouldn't be any, any uh, Precious. People would get sick, people would get arrested people with crash, either with cars or they themselves with crash, uh, without self-control. So he says, Hashem made the world in that way that it's necessary to exhibit self-control because the larger picture of the world is that Hashem put the neshama into this world in a guth and the nisayon of every person is that the that the neshama should control the guf rather than vice versa so he puts it in a guf which needs food and has other needs that he describes and it has a taiva for those things the taiva is there to make sure that it eats and to make sure that it does the other things so it put into the Hashem put into the guf a taiva for those things and he threw in that it tastes good and it's pleasurable and that way it's a stickle reward he describes it for the person pursuing those things so that it's a reward so you're doing Hashem's plan for the world so it tastes good and it's pleasurable but you have to, if you don't exercise self-control then the nature of the, the Metzius is that the goof is going to overstep its bounds and it's going to take over and take much much more than it needs and it's going to go to an extreme in indulging itself and then the neshama is going to lose out so HaKadosh Baruch made a world in which it's necessary to exercise self-control 
So you have that muscle, as we saw a few weeks ago in the drosha, it's called the muscle of self-control. And therefore, hopefully, you're able to utilize the muscle of self-control, not to go overboard and get sick, etc., etc. That's, that's like the, for the, this is the self-control of the kol boyolam, that's the system. Then the Chavit this is something very interesting. He says that there are certain people in the world, I don't know if they exist nowadays, I'm not aware of them, maybe in Tibet, I don't know, maybe. But he says there are certain people that are prushim shleimim, that are menutak me'iske olam totally, because they serve as role models that you can do it and it could be done, and this is what it means to exercise self-control. So they go to an extreme. The purpose of them is, Yilmad, I guess in his days there were people like that. So he says, So we learn from them to exercise self-control, precious. In our lives, well, he's not up to Yidin yet. Jews are in Perak Beis. The way they're supposed to, Every person has the amount that he needs, or the amount that he, that's over the Gvul. And therefore, everybody learns to exercise self-control. Uh, what's not into their particular situation, to their particular nature. But it, it would have no shot if everybody would be porous lagamri. Because people wouldn't have children, and people wouldn't work, and people wouldn't do things. If you're totally a porous, that's also no good. Giving birth, bottom line is, it's absolutely necessary for the world to function. It's necessary, just like anything's necessary. Any mada is necessary, just like building's necessary, planting is necessary. Embedded in the world is the necessity for self-control, for precious. Some people know how to do this, some people know how to do that, some people know how to do that, and everybody learns from everybody else. People perform for other people what they're better at, what they've devoted themselves to. So precious also, there are a few people that devote themselves to precious, and they're the role models for everybody, and everybody learns from them and does it in a fitting fashion. But we have no shot if everybody would do the same thing. Like this, the world, very interesting, he says, the world is structured that everybody does a different thing and benefits the whole world and everybody learns from everybody else and everybody has a chalik in the building of the world. The shleimus of the way the world is set up is everybody does something else, and b'cholus is tikkun olam. That's what Shlomo Melech means in Koheles. Esakolos yafe biito lakolzman beislochol chayfet tachas hashemoyim. The interpretation of the chayvulovus for these tukim is that everything has its proper place and everybody has their proper role to fill and b'cholus you get the shleimus of the world. The necessity for it. And now in the second parak he'll talk about the specialized precious that Jews have to practice.